shine for You dwells between the cherubim shine for You dwells between the cherubim shine for You dwells between the cherubim shine for For your mercy we thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you, Father, for your unfailing love. We thank you, Father, for how you've helped us even to be here today. Say, be thou exalted in the name of Jesus. Father, we pray today that as we go into the Word, we ask, Father, that you will show us your mercy in the name of Jesus. We ask, Father, that you will be merciful to us today, that in the, in the few moment, few time that we'll be sharing the word, we ask, Father, that you would speak to us. You will bless our soul. You increase us once one more time. Lord, that the deposit of your spirit will come on an increase in the name of Jesus. Amen. Oh, Father, we pray tonight, Lord, that you would Speak to us. Amen. You would speak to us. Amen. You would increase us again. Amen. Father, strengthen our mortal bodies. Amen. Strengthen our flesh. Yes, Lord. Strengthen Amen. this frame Amen. to be able to withstand your speaking tonight. Amen. To find strength to receive from you. Yes, Lord. And to take all that you have to give to us tonight. Amen. Thank you, our Father. Thank you, Lord. Give you all the praise. Amen. For in Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. We thank God for today. We thank God for what He's doing. We thank God for how he has helped us to, to be here today. Father, we thank you. We thank you, Father. We thank you. Thank you for mercy and for what you have done and what you are going to do today. Um, um, thank you, Father. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Um, we thank God for today, and we thank God for for the grace to be here again. Amen. And uh, we thank God for His loving kindness Amen. and His loving kindnesses. We thank God for His angel, which He sent, even to bless our heart, to bless us. So we are not taking it for granted. Amen. We are mindful of what the Lord has for us. We are mindful and we 
do not take lightly um, his mercy will not take lightly the the provision of his spirit would not take lightly the the supply of grace for for us for us to be blessed for us to partake of his life would not to take it for granted at all we we reference it and we we appreciate God for all that he's doing amen uh, I, I just in my heart I'm just still seeing where we'll go today I'm I'm not too sure exactly where we'll but I feel we are, we are still in the same spirit of what we are what we have been teaching and perhaps maybe I'll just uh, emphasize uh, a little bit more concerning what we were uh, learning on, on I believe Saturday on Tuesday but we'll see how the Lord would help us I'm trusting that the Lord will um, help us and hopefully that will be permitted to just exalt one another tonight. Amen. Praise the Lord. So let's open to the book of Isaiah, chapter 11. Um, that's where the Lord has been speaking to us, and um, we'll just go there. Praise the Lord. And uh, we'll see. The Lord has opened Isaiah 11 to us, so we'll see what the Lord has for us in there. And uh, I'll just take my time to see. Um, I, I believe on Saturday uh, we started looking at uh, this same verse. And as we're looking at this same verse, what we began to see is that there is the supply, or we, we, we see that the supply of the Spirit is essential for how a a believer will judge things or how a believer will begin to make decisions and there's a way natural men see which is something particular to uh, men that have not developed a kind of sight that the Spirit of the Lord give um, by the or by the supply of God's spirit there is a there's a change in seeing of a soul that begins to happen and that scene increases until it can actually see the kingdom and that's what that's what the Lord does so um, a believer when we get born again we don't have the ability to actually see the kingdom we, don't, we can't see it. We don't know where it is. And that's why the Spirit of the Lord is given to fill us, to, for us to be baptized in the Spirit. They are all dealings of uh, eye raising, to, to raise the eye of a believer, to be able to see rightly. And because it's not, before a believer gets born again, the, the way it sees is not right. The way it sees is not accurate. The way a believer sees ought to be made accurate. So the Lord now begins a, a surgical operation to begin to cleanse the eye of a believer. Part of that cleansing is making sure that that soul 
can begin to look upward so that they can start thinking about developing upward. You have to keep seeing upward, upward. If, if, the, if the gaze of a believer is not changed from being earthly, from being too natural, it, is, it will be difficult to raise such a soul to begin to see the kingdom of God. Because seeing the kingdom of God is not just uh, knowing that you are going to heaven when we uh, leave this place. Seeing the kingdom of God is a different ball game entirely. To see the kingdom of God, there's a whole lot of development that has to happen to a soul. Because the kingdom of God is not in meat, in drinks, but it is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. So the kingdom is in the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. And that is why the Spirit of the Lord needs to uh, come a lot upon a believer. It's part of the work being done to begin to uh, lift the, the, the gaze, to begin to change the, the way the soul uh, interacts or the word in which the soul interacts. They begin to uh, move and shift that soul into a different place where it can, be, it can live from. You know, when a believer begins to live more inwardly and begins to engage the spirit more, begins to fellowship with the spirit more, that soul moves into a different world entirely. And that world is not the world. It's, that world is a lot, is a superior world to the world that we are in. And in that world, the way they see is different yeah. than the way we see in the natural. And that, as a result, heaven will now begin to train the soul how to see, what to see, what to look at. And part of that is giving the soul the, the, the blessing of the spirit or the feeling of the spirit. Why? Because... When that soul is filled, right, it can increase the inward posture of a believer. And then all of a sudden, it begins to speak in tongues. Amen. Amen. It's, it's more like heightening the capability of a believer, right? Because if a believer is born again, that believer can speak in tongues. So these are the signs that follow them that believe. Those, it says they shall speak uh, in another tongue, right? Or so let me put it, they shall speak with new tongue. That's what Jesus said. Say, they shall speak with new tongues, right? So it means that a believer is, is capable. A believer is capable of speaking in tongues, right? But the infilling of the Spirit needs to happen, right, to get that soul to be high. It's like, it's like dialing up the, the, the wine inside to cause an outpour, an outflow of the Spirit upon a believer. Amen. So we now see that uh, the, the issue of, of the way a believer sees is very, very crucial. It's very important. Amen. Uh, why is it important? Because if a believer can't, can't begin to see the spiritual world, uh, not just spiritual word in a negative way, just the spiritual is a spiritual atmosphere of the Holy Ghost. If a believer can't begin to see that, it will be difficult to bring the inheritance of heaven upon such a soul. Amen. So, and that believer won't have the capability to make a righteous judgment. 
Amen. I think that's what we began to see on Saturday. I'll read uh, Let me read uh, Isaiah 11. I think that's what we said. I was just trying to recap, and then I started talking a little bit. It says, And there shall come forth a rod out of the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. And the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the Spirit of wisdom and understanding, the Spirit of counsel and might, the Spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. So, and shall make him of quick understanding in the fear of the Lord. And he shall not judge after the sight of his eyes, neither reprove after the hearing of his ears. So, but with righteousness shall he judge the poor and reprove with equity for the meek of the earth. And he, shall and he shall smite the earth with the rod of his mouth and with the breath of his lips shall he slay the wicked. Amen. So, and righteousness shall be the girdle of his loins and faithfulness the girdle of his reins. So they began to talk about, okay, his loins. Uh, but uh, if I go back a bit, I'm talking about uh, in verse 3, I say, and shall make him of quick understanding in the fear of the Lord. And he shall not judge after the sight of his eyes, neither reproof after the hearing of his ears. Amen. So this is where we were. Uh, just you know, discussing on Saturday, we began to, to see that there's a way Jesus was seen that's different from the way um, men, natural men, will see. And of course, Jesus could have, just could have seen or could could have skip Jesus could have seen <clears throat> the way men were seen amen Jesus could have could have used the sight that natural men were using because that's the that's the sight that the world develops in his soul. And that that sight is not is not something that is optional. Right? In case maybe some of us should be like, ah no, because me, I'm not a bad guy. Me, I don't I don't have that kind of sight. I, I'm, I, I, I mean, I don't like spiritualities and I don't like Sorry, worldly things, and because of that, I don't think I have that side. No, it's it's not that eye is a is a is a is a, is a developmental eyes, whereby anybody that is born is raised with that sight. Why? Because it is that sight that is around everybody. There's no other option for a different kind of sight. The people that we were seeing that maybe might have had a different kind of sight are people like John that we were seeing and we were discussing also on, uh, I think on Saturday as well as on, on Tuesday last week. 
We have people like John that they says, of men, of all men born of women, none is arisen like John, right? Because he had a, a, another way of development, which is to journey upward, to grow up. But men naturally don't grow up, they grow horizontally. And as a result, there is a horizontal eye, not a vertical eye. So they have an eye that is, that is set to be horizontal, which means that, that no matter how you do it, that eye that cannot see beyond the horizontal, cannot see beyond the lateral way men live. What the lateral way men live, they are the things that we, we go after. They are the things that uh, bother us. They are the things that uh, we give ourselves to. Is the, is, they are the things that the world has trained us to give ourselves to. And they are the things that if we get born again, we are also trained to use that same side, to use, to use that side why we are born again. And when we are pursuing God, we should, we should still use that same side. And when you see such uh, such sight in in believers, it is clear why. Because you see that that no matter how spiritual that soul may seem, where they end the their journey is not beyond the gain of the natural. The only hope of the spiritual that they have is that when they die, they will go to heaven. There may be some other incentives like uh, if you go to heaven, then go and get some people born again, uh, get some, uh, when you get some people born again, then your house in heaven is being built. Uh, go and walk for God, when you walk for God, then angels will walk on your building, and the angels will walk for you. But you now see that the, the gaze, the focus, the, the pursuit of believers, such believers, is not beyond the natural. That sight can't see into the spirit, because that sight is not actually developed by faith. It's not a faith eye. So in short, even the faith that we use to get natural things, that faith is not, is not the original faith that Jesus used. I'm pretty sure Jesus was not believing, Jesus was not believing, I mean, he, I'm not sure he, doesn't, he believed God, but I don't think what he was bothered about is believing God for Neil so that his dad can armor as a carpenter. Right? I don't think he was believing God for, for money. He knew where to get them. In short, when, when they were about to, when they were fishing, amen, when uh, they were about to pay taxes, Jesus said, ah, you know what, cast your net into that water and then you see a fish, pick the fish, open the mouth, you see coin for Caesar there. Right? And then he, he took coin, paid taxes, and I said, give to Caesar what's unto Caesar, give to God what's unto God. Right, so Jesus knew where where he could find. In short, he, Jesus could color the money in the world to come if he wanted to. And you now wonder, when Jesus came, there are things he didn't focus on. Jesus did not go to focus on becoming a politician. He didn't focus on becoming a a. What, what else do we do to gain the kingdom for God? Uh, a rich man that can buy and Jesus, 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 all, the, all the things that people worry about, men go after. Jesus did not even worry about any of that. In short, Jesus did not even have where to stay. What all that Jesus had, right? All that Jesus had was his garment. 
if you can say that. <laughs> say foxes have holes, birds have, the son of man had no place to lay his head. So just even that, that would, I mean, they say, they say foxes have holes. That means Jesus doesn't even have house, doesn't even have a house. Does not have a house to stay, does not have room. But his dad, Mary and Joseph, they probably have a house. But since he left, Jesus did not build a house. I mean, that's, that's another thing we should consider. Where was he, where was he living? So it's possible he's probably living in, in, in the open. Maybe, maybe there's a park that will stay. Uh, maybe, I mean, because you can see when he goes to pray, you go to a mountain, you call a hair. Those are the kind of things it does. And, then, and once in a while, you go into like uh, Republican houses, if they invite him. Yeah. Right? Like the Republican that invited Jesus to come to his house before, I believe Mary that was uh, anointing his feet. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they say, and then, uh, is it Zacchaeus that, that was short that I had to climb the tree yes. and say, Zacchaeus, and say, follow me. And then, it's, then Jesus went with him, right? Say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me, Abby. No, it wasn't. That was it. That was. Was it him that shouted? No, I don't think it was the one. It was someone else. Blind, blind. Yes, he was blind. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And that was. But the, the people that he he stays with uh, are the people that are probably giving him a place to stay. But he himself, he doesn't have a, he doesn't have a place to stay. So which means that. If Jesus does not have a house, he does not, he's not the richest man in the world. He does not, he does not have anything that anybody in the, in the natural world think will consider something. And, he's, and Jesus was rich. What was, he, what was he bothered about? Those are the kind of things that, that we should be thinking. What, what was in Jesus' mind as he's sitting down, what, thinking about... Uh, maybe, let's say, maybe before he left the house, maybe doing carpentry, okay, he helped his dad, but what was in Jesus' mind? What was, what was Jesus thinking about? That the scripture can then account that the child grew and he worked strong in spirit. Then he must have access to a spiritual resource that ensures that he can grow and work strong in spirit. It means that the the spirit was with that measure upon him. Amen. The spirit was given to him without measure. He didn't, he had, that means he had, this, he, had, he had spirit without measure. If you ask us, how many of us have spirit without measure today? We'll be scrambling and be looking for, for but um, there, there, was, there was something in Jesus' mind. There was something in Jesus' heart. You can tell in, in when he was when he was with the he was in the temple discussing at twelve. He was he was discussing his father's business. He was in the temple discussing, teaching, talking about scripture. What, what they were talking about is scripture. It means that what was what what Jesus, what was what was burning in the heart of Jesus was to know his father. Wow. No, Jesus was like you and me. Yes, sir. He didn't. Jesus did not. Jesus did not. Do not have any super supernatural power when he was born. Like, you know, we all thought. I mean, of course, he grew to be powerful, strong. But they are giving us key to how he was, like, say he was, he worked strong in spirit. I mean, Jesus' spirit was developing. 
I think I was talking about the, for Jesus, his spirit, soul, and body was growing at the same rate. Unlike, unlike us, that some of us, our soul have age more than our spirit. That, that even when we, get, when we get born again, the, the age that we have gained in the soul is difficult to let go. Now, for, for us to remove that age and, and get the actual and, and, and measure up to the actual, our actual age in the spirit, it will take a long time. Why? Right, because there are a whole lot of things needed. You can't gain speed of growth without the spirit. You need the spirit. Right? I think that's even the emphasis, and we can tell here that they say that the spirit of God rested on him in this Isaiah 11. So the spirit of God rested on him. Right? And they began to talk about those spirit that will rest on him. And he shall not, and he shall make enough quick understanding in the fear of the Lord, and he shall not judge after the sight of his eyes. Now, what does this mean? If they say Jesus will not judge after the, the sight of his eyes, it means that as Jesus was growing, it was not, it was, it was not resolving matter or resolving, making decisions the way natural men will. Maybe while some people are thinking, let me go and become, I mean, let me, let me, let me, uh, is it juxtapose or superimpose? Jesus' time and our time, right? If, if you put the two together, maybe if Jesus was in our time, when men are saying, I want to go and learn, I want to go and learn how to dance or do TikTok or I want to go, what do we learn these days? I want to go and learn a business. I want to go and make money. It's money that everybody's chasing after. I want to go and make money. Hmm? And so they want to do, do crypto. Let me go and learn how to do crypto, cryptocurrency. You know, like these days now that everybody is doing, is, is advertising crypto. Even those that make money with it and those that don't. <laughs> and most of the time, those that those that want to collect your own money, they will show you that, they will tell you that they can do it. They've made money with crypto. Like I can t let's teach. Cryptocurrency is the, is the way forward. But the, I'm, not, I'm not saying there's nothing, there's nothing with cryptocurrency, but I can tell you the person advertising, they have something to gain from you. You realize that the information we give you will not be free. Even if we give you something free, we we'll tell you, oh, yeah, go for your normal tackle, go and go. This one, but you have to pay. <laughs> Everybody's looking for money. If it was that easy to make money, they won't be there trying to teach it. Mm. That's the truth of the matter. Yes, sir. I, you can't be making millions and all the, and then because, because all of a sudden you have all the time in the world, you want to start teaching people to make money. That's all lies. Yeah. What they are, are ensuring is making sure that money keeps coming. Money keeps coming. Money keeps coming. They may, they may teach true, true, but the, the goal, the goal is that they want more money. So while everybody is saying, I want to go and quickly learn one course so I can get more money, what Jesus was thinking about was, this, was where am I? Who am I? He was looking to, he was discovering himself. Yes, sir. So, who am I? I'm the son of God. Okay. What is my purpose? Hmm, I'm supposed to ascend back into heaven. Those are the things that Jesus was thinking about. So while some of uh, some are, are going to, I don't know what they're doing those days, Jesus was busy 
discovering himself in the scriptures. That's why I could tell them, say, search the scripture, Isaiah, say they speak of me. Search the scripture, they, they talk of me. He then began to, began to talk to the people. He said, said Isaiah, sorry, he said, Abraham saw my day and he rejoiced. How did, how did Jesus identify that it was him that Abraham saw and he was rejoiced? How did he even know that Abraham saw his day? How did he discover that he saw his day? How did he know he rejoiced? Jesus, there was, there was, there was what Jesus was all about was about a spiritual development. How can I develop? What I must, I must grow. How shall I? I must work strong in spirit. And then, well, if he was to work strong in spirit, then you can tell what Jesus was facing, what Jesus was thinking about every day. You mean Jesus was drinking wine of the Spirit? What, what was in the heart of Jesus was the Spirit. Can I be full of the Spirit? Of course, the Spirit was given to him without measure. It is possible, I mean, maybe the thing is, I know it is possible to have a high measure of the Spirit. We can be cultured by the Spirit. So it is impossible to work strong it is impossible to be filled with wisdom without the spirit so what jesus was it is clear that what jesus was doing when he was young is that jesus had a a blossoming fellowship with this he had, he had a cordial relationship with the spirit that is why he could think high that's why he could think about his father that's why I can discover. Why? Because the Spirit was able to tell him, you have a father. Mm. Think about that. I mean, Jesus would have discovered his father. Even all he cared about yeah. is playing soccer on yeah. him and his, his armoring nail. I mean, he was helping his dad for sure. But if all that Jesus cared about is building houses and making money and go and uh, uh, what else do we do? And, and getting married. Some of us now, what, we are, what is bothering us is is want to go and get married or we are thinking about uh, boyfriend, girlfriend or we are thinking about husband. Maybe we are at the age that we are supposed to marry now. The first thing that will be bothering every heart is I want to marry, I want to marry, I want to marry. But those things, they are not, they are not what bothered Jesus. They are not what bothered him. What was bothering Jesus was him you know, growing up and discovering his father. He was discovering, that's all he was doing. He was, disco he was discovering his father. He was discovering his purpose. He was fellowshipping in the spirit. It's impossible for, you, for Jesus to, to be who he is without, being, without, have access to, without having access to the spirit. Amen. And because of that access, he was able to make judgments judgment about how he will live that is different from how men live. Different from how men live. If men are thinking about going to fish and make money, Jesus was not thinking about that. He was able to tell that there is something else I should give myself to. It is the spirit. There's something I should give myself to. It is my father. There's somebody I should obey. It is my father. 
So Christianity is not hard though. It's we that make Christianity hard. We make Christianity difficult. It's not. Christianity has a purpose. It is to deliver God to, to man. The old journey of Christianity is, I mean, I don't know why we don't think about those things. When we think about it, we, we think it too lightly. Growing up spiritually, having the Father or inheriting God is something that every soul should be excited about. If a Christian is, is alive and does not know that what he should be getting is God, then something is missing. Something is highly missing in our development. Yeah. Why? Because a soul must know his eternal hope or his calling. It's every soul must know his calling. When a soul hasn't discovered his calling, that soul will struggle yeah. in the natural. Generally, will struggle. Why? Wow. Because that's, that's mainly the purpose. Well, let me say that's mainly the strength of sorrow. Wherever you see depression, wherever you see sadness, Check it. There is a there is something missing about what they should use their life for. Oh, wow. Yes, sir. If a soul hmm. has found has discovered what they should use their life for, I mean, and that thing is not hard though. Hmm. What a soul should give their life for is spirit the, to gain the father. What should I use all my life to do? It means all my, I should use all my life seeking God. Meaning that money is not there. House is not there. Car is not there. I mean, you get all those things because you are here, but I'm, I just want to separate things and make it clear. Right? Car is not there. All those things are not there. What men, what they use their life seeking is God. What a soul should use his, his life seeking is God. It means that while you are doing everything else you are doing, what your soul should be seeking and looking for is God. What does that mean? It means that that soul should cherish our cherish fellowship in the spirit. The soul must be awoken inwardly towards spiritual things. Be it praying. I mean, if, if all we do every day is pray and read our Bible is enough, the soul, the spirit must be alive towards those things was praying, praying in the spirit. If a soul is not exploring the spirit realm, that soul is missing a whole lot in its potential. And then a soul can use all these spiritual potential of its soul to seek the natural. Get business, grow your business, Um, uh, what else, buy buy things, save money, all those things. A soul can can use his whole life, building all that, and just give a tiny measure to the things of God. Because those things are easy to disdain. The easiest thing to ignore are the things of God. Why? Because there's a sense of God's mercy that we have come to know. And somehow we just think that God's things is just going to come up, come, come to us anyhow, and, and no matter what we do, we'll just come. That's, that's not how it is. The things of God is not promised. It's, it was guaranteed that if we miss it today, it's going to come tomorrow. There's no guarantee. Yeah. There's no guarantee at all. The only guarantee is what you are seeing currently. Yeah. 
which is why it is important that every single moment we have to engage the spiritual or that the, the blessing of the Lord comes, we should not ignore them. We should not ignore it. We should yield ourselves. Don't think I'm weak and I won't have, uh, I'm weak, it is my nature uh, that I don't yield to the spirit. No, it's a lie. Amen? Amen? It's a lie. It's a lie. The soul can engage in the spirit. You can, you can make decisions. You can make decisions, righteous decisions to gain life. You can make those decisions. It's possible. You can have the same sight that Jesus is having to make judgment. How? By, by making every 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 time there is a, there's, a, there, there's an opportunity to exercise righteous judgment, it comes to you. Give yourself to it. Give yourself to it. Give yourself, yield to it. Make the call. See, anybody, see, they say the kingdom, see, that's from the time of John the Baptist, the kingdom survived violently. The violence take it by force. What does that mean? It means that you, need, you must respond quickly. Yeah. You and I must respond quickly. Mm. When there is a, don't, don't, let's not be sluggish towards the concerning the things of God. Let's not be sluggish at heart concerning the things of God. Let's not be sluggish in mind concerning the things of God. Let's not be weak when it comes to responding. Why? Because the Lord is waiting for you. He's waiting for you to, re to respond. He's waiting for you to yield. He's waiting. So we can... We can we can live righteously. We can, we can respond. We can enjoy this. And, and, and we can enjoy the spiritual. And the, so, the funny thing is that the spiritual is actually made for our en en enjoyment. It's actually made for, for, the, for pleasure for the soul. Why? Because the part of the nature of the soul is to discover. Whenever a soul discovers something, there's a huge amount of joy that surges into the soul. Yeah. Discoveries makes the soul glad. And the Lord has put a whole lot of adventure in the spirit. It, God is the master architect. He's the one that designed spiritual life, light and journey. And he put all the, the, all the beautiful adventure, he put it in the spirit. And if a soul is not seeking that, a soul may never know what it is to have joy in the kingdom, to have the joy of the spirit of the joy of the Holy Ghost, of the joy of God. Amen. So all, all that a soul should be seeking after is spirit, spiritual resources. Amen. Amen. No, the parable of Jesus was talking about a man that found treasure in the field. Right? Now, a man does not accidentally find treasure in the field. If you find treasure, you must be looking for it. Yes. Know how men discover treasures? They will get gadgets. They will start, in all these metal detectors, they will be scanning the, the ground while they are looking for precious metals. If, if, if the, the equipment can pick it, they want to discover it. Ah, there is gold here. Then they will start digging. So, there, so imagine somebody that will find tre treasure in the land. That means he must be looking for it. 
You don't accidentally stumble upon treasure. You don't. To, to stumble upon eternal, eternal treasure, there must be some level of deliberate action. The longing in the heart, the, the craving of the heart towards spiritual things. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now imagine a soul just like Jesus that was growing up. Now I'll soon round up. I'll soon finish. You know, today is just more of a, a admon- admonition to, for us to, to yield ourselves, to give ourselves more into this, for, to give ourselves to the spiritual, to give ourselves to spirit, to, to cry, to, to the spirit of God, to, to be able to, to not, I, if I put it this way, to not over... To not see finish the spirit. Yes, what that? What that? To not over. <laughs> over familiar is not even the word. It's over, it's over familiarity, but it's 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 like when you have something and you don't. It's not. Don't cherry. It doesn't mean anything. Right? You can always abuse such a thing, whereby. You know it's there, you know it's always there. Just because it's for you, you can, mm, okay, whenever I have time, I'll go get it. <laughs> just to put a little bit of importance and paint that spiritual, uh, your spiritual lifeness, or liveliness. Don't, don't, don't trivialize it. That thing is precious. It's too precious. It's too precious to trivialize. And don't make it religious. It's, it's spirit. It's a spiritual thing. If there's anything a soul should enjoy, it's just, just enjoy yourself in the spirit. The more you enjoy yourself in the spirit, you see that it, 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 takes, it, it gets easier to live religion by just enjoying yourself in the spirit. And then begin to take the culture of the spirit. How? Read your Bible. Pray in the spirit. Know what the Bible says. You don't have to cram it. Just keep reading it as many times as you can. Just keep reading it. Just keep reading it. I mean, there's there's a place for for memorizing and all that. I mean, that's partly what we did when we were growing up, right? But there's a place for that. But a cow on a massive in the hall to see, right? In my heart to part a cow fata, rapao sofima, right? Matukapai ne musifin el tuna mahatefi. Amen. Now, I think what I was seeing in my spirit is the spirit is pointing to the scriptures. To familiarize yourself with the scripture. Read read your Bible. Enjoy reading your Bible. Just enjoy it. Begin to don't look, don't be, don't look at the scripture like a task. No one will, no one will read our Bible, we read it like a task sometimes. But read it, take it as a, like an adventure. And venture into the scripture and find your adventure in there. Begin to smear the spiritual essence around the scripture. When you, when you read your Bible, don't just look at, begin to see spirit. Begin to see Holy Ghost. Just begin to just, read, just enjoy knowing that as you begin to read it, the Holy Spirit will begin to open it up for you. Just read it. Even if, you, if there's no, I'm not doing anything, just read it. 
Just keep reading. Just keep reading. Just enjoy. And then begin to pray. Pray. Pray in the spirit. Keep praying in the spirit. Give, let's give ourselves to reading and, and to praying. You see, one of the things that the apostles gave themselves to, you know, in, I believe in Acts 7, they said that they called the servant said that so that they can give themselves to the ministry of the word and prayer. If they can, if they are doing that, it means the ministry of the word and prayer is important. And it's so funny that the spirit rides on that. It's, it is, it's, it's difficult for a soul to enjoy any spiritual development without having, without having a, a good relationship with the word and with prayer. It's difficult. Why? Because all the things that is going to flow is going to pass through those two things. Word and prayer. Word and prayer. So don't, don't over, over complicate the relationship. Just give yourself to the ministry of the word and prayer. Whatever the word says, believe it. Yes. If what the word says, believe it. Don't overthink it. Just believe what it says. And as you begin to believe what it says, begin to use it. You realize that the use of scripture becomes easy. It's not, yes. not something cumbersome. You know, sometimes we used to, it's like this, that maybe reading scripture, we think that maybe we should have known all the scripture by now. So when we are reading it, the man we are using to read it is that, let me quickly read it and then I will have the knowledge of it as if I've been reading it for 10 years. It doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. Just, it's, the thing about growing up is start small, keep increasing. What, as long as you are increasing, you are adding, that's all that matters. Start, no matter how little, and don't, don't, run, don't overrun your growth. I'm going to say overrun is just take it easy. Don't, don't overthink or don't, don't try to be more than you are. Okay, let me rephrase that. You have to grow, and grow is trying to, be, to have more in the spirit, to, to, take, to get more in the spirit. But I'm, what I'm saying is don't exert yourself highly ought than you ought to. Mm -hmm. So a soul should give in and give heed to word and prayer. That's one of the most important things that a soul can give. Imagine Jesus. Where do you think he discovered himself? He's in the scripture. That tells you that Jesus was reading the scripture. That tells you that Jesus knows scripture. If not, he won't tell Satan, it is written. It is written. It is written. I wish... I wish they can, I mean, of course, we can, we can perceive it from, we can perceive it from, from the life of Jesus when we see it in scripture. But when you look at it, they don't talk much about it, but you can tell Jesus knows the scripture. That's what he was using. He knew the scripture. If Jesus, who is God, had to come and read the Bible, who are you and me? And I can bet it with you, Jesus was diligent with studying. If Jesus, who is the Son of God, or Jesus, who is God, would have to do that, then what's our excuse? We can't say it's day and time and age. Why? Because now even more advantage. We have phone everywhere. Where there's Bible everywhere. Perhaps, maybe during that time, Jesus had to go to the temple to go and be reading the scripture. Maybe it's only in the temple that they have it there. 
No, now it's why they have mass production. Where was Jesus reading the scripture? Or perhaps maybe all the Jews there, they have the Torah in their homes. But that is on a mass scale like, like we have today. So Jesus was diligent with the ministry of the word and prayer. If we want to increase in spirit, we must give ourselves to the ministry of the word and prayer. Now, we know that the spirit that Jesus had, that he worked strong in his spirit, right? he grew because his spirit had a lot of deposit of spirit. Jesus worked strong in his own spirit. Amen. And as a result, God, he came, the spirit of the Lord was able to develop him to have a kind of sight. That is different, that is not lateral, but horizontal. Sorry, that is not horizontal, but vertical. That is not uh, lateral, but longitudinal, if that's, if that's the geographical term. Mm-hmm. Right? It's not a flat eye. Now, there, those two eyes, there's a way scripture calls them. The lateral eye or the, the flat eye is called evil eye. The the right eye is called single eye. It means it says, and one of what what the word single means is focus. It says single means it only looks at one thing. What does what you should be looking at is the word of God. Is God through His word and prayer. Is the eye that is single meaning. It is gaze is focused on one thing. It's not evil. Where evil eye has many things it looks at. Yes, sir. My house, my car, my home, my age, my time. Yay. All my reputation, my ambition. They will see me that way. And evil eye is talking. Amen. Amen. But what every heart and every soul should focus on is God. There's one focus for every soul. There's one hope of, of the calling for every soul. If a soul can de- discover it and give itself to it. Not, I, I think one of the things that, f- that we fear is that God, if we give ourselves to God, God is too is small. It's just God now. Once we chase him, we find him. Perhaps we can have a sense that it will be boring. No. See, that world is like, is like, it's like the cosmos. The more you discover, the more you realize that, the more you realize you don't know. Like, like the scientists these days, they look at, you know, before they thought we only have nine planets, later they discovered that, ah, there's more. Now they say, ah, there's even galaxies. Oh, there's billions and billions of galaxies. Oh, wow. You see, what? Well, see, and the, the more they discover, they realize that the more they don't know about our universe. And that's to tell you that somebody created, and, and the person that created it knows every single thing. That they created about about the universe, he knows everything. But there's just one thing. Even if you're going to get a house or look at, but there's just don't look at all these things. There's just a gaze. What's our gaze? Is the kingdom. So, but seek ye first the kingdom and his righteousness. That's what is the eye of a believer should look at. That's what every believer should. And if an eye is single, and it begins to pursue after that, then it will read his Bible. We'll read our Bible and we'll pray. Because that's where we can find him. We can't, even though God is everywhere, God is in tree, God is in plant, you won't see him through that without the scripture. Yes, sir. If you try to see him through those things without the Bible, spirit will, will enter. 
And that is why you can't yeah. remove the ministry of the word and prayer. The ministry of the word and prayer is what every heart should give themselves to. If the moment we get born again, no, right? I mean, we, there's many things we do, but there, there's not too many things we should be doing. What we should be doing is just giving and yielding ourselves to the ministry of the word and prayer. Yeah. That's the most important thing. Mm. That's what we should, we should prioritize. That then everything else could align around it. Mm. Amen. I pray that the Lord will help us Amen. to continually yield ourselves. To continually submit ourselves and to continually yeah. uh, prioritize our spiritual growth and to continually Seek the kingdom. Amen. Give ourselves to word Amen. and prayer for Amen. more spirit. Amen. Yielding to the ministry of the word Amen. and prayer will be our priority. Can we just begin to bless the name of the Lord tonight? Father, we thank you for your mercy and your grace. Thank you for, for helping us to, to just discuss a little bit concerning your word today. She be thou exalted. Mahata vene usite pali at agasta. Fahase peni moshita. Father, we pray, Lord, that you would help us to yield ourselves to the ministry of the word, to the ministry of the word and prayer. Eprazofeni mosite kali ata busete. Eprazete vede moshita kali asente. Eprazutu vede moshita vadi kazente arimashta. Eprazata kadi busete vede mata. Eprazati moshita pata kade moshita. Keliata Kasente Lima Facete Bariasha Emprazoto Vede Moshita Kalia Sente Eprazete Vede Moshita Kaliata Eprazete Kalia We prayed quickly tonight that heaven will help us and give us strength to, to yield ourselves to the ministry of the word and prayer. That we increase in, in, the, in our prayer strength for upward development. Let's just begin to pray. Mahata vede moshita kaliasa. Eprazutu vede moshita kaliata. Emprazete vede moshita kaliata gazente. Eprazete vede moshita ka. Emprazaza feda kata. Eprazete vede moshita kaliata gazende yesha. Eprazete vede. Emazete mahata. Eprazete vede moshita kaliata. Eprazata kada 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 E Musota Mosota Mahata, E Rarao Shatakade Moshita, E Brazete Vede Kusipa de Moshita, Facete Keniata, Tasete Badiata Kana. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for your mercy and your kindness. We thank you, Father, for helping us even to uh, find grace to even just talk about your, 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 your life, your spirit, your word today. We say be thou exalted, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Father, we pray, O oh Lord, that in this season and this time, you will increase our hunger and our oil for the ministry of the word and of prayer in the name of Jesus. Father, that we will not disdain the ministry of prayer, that we will not, we will not trivialize our, the ministry of word and prayer, that word and prayer will be a culture of our heart and our soul in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, because you've answered our prayers. We give you all the praise. For in Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed.
You dwell between the 